plays crimson if you enjoy these plays please hit that like button that way we know don't forget to subscribe and share it with all your friends when you sleep you enter into another world beyond that world lies the doorway to Because we have been what we have been, and what is needed for solving the problems of human life and motives is not moral estimates, but more knowledge. According to the father of modern psychology, Sigmund Freud, but I have often wondered, who does the psychologist talk to when they need guidance? I know that it was you! Lady, I'm just a cab driver. Take a minute! It was you! I don't even know what you're talking about. Maybe you will remember this? Hey, hey, lady. Put, put, put that knife down. I'll give you anything you want. How about your life? Our mystery drama, Rampage was written especially for Doorway to Nightmare by Winslow Swan and Crimson McKenzie and stars Raven Adams and Crimson McKenzie. It is sponsored in part by Swanage Press. I'll be back shortly with Act One. There are some people who feel the need to talk to someone about problems in their life. They seek out a sympathetic ear, some guidance to whatever is going on. A psychologist will listen and try to help them through the difficulties of life. However, there are those that cannot take life anymore and decide to take matters into their own hands. That you were out here somewhere. Tick, tick, tick. You think that by keeping me locked away, you can just get away from me? You forgot who you are dealing with. Tick, tick, tick. You couldn't kill me when you stabbed me. I was too tenacious for that. I saw your face. I know what you look like. Tick, tick, Excuse tick. me, ma'am, but do you need some help? What? I said, do you need some help? I saw you walk into the alley, and the way that you're dressed... What's, what's wrong with the way I'm dressed? Well, you're wearing a nightgown. It looks like you have pajamas on. Not exactly the thing to wear in the middle of the city. I'm trying to get to my apartment. Oh. 
well. Where do you live? Over on Fifth Avenue. I take this alley because it's a shortcut. No, ma'am. Fifth Avenue is about seven blocks in the other direction. Why did you follow me? Ma'am, uh, have you been in an accident? Who are you? I'm just trying to help. <gasps> no! No! You are him! You did it! Let me get you to the I, hospital. I do know you. You are the one. It's you! Dark hair, about six foot. That watch. Hey, lady. I was just trying... The gold watch. I remember that as you put your hand over my mouth. I remember everything! Hey, put that knife down. Did you think you could attack me again? Oh, not this time. Oh. I know that you were out here. You attacked me. Tried to kill me. And for what? couple of dollars? Or did you have something else in mind? I knew that I should not have been on that side of the city, but the car had broken down. You said that you would help me! Need a cab, lady? What? Oh, yes, I do. Yeah. Where to? Uh, to... I'm... I'm not sure. Hey, hey, are, are you okay? Maybe you need to go to the hospital. Yes. The hospital. I... I do need to be at the hospital. Which hospital? I'm sorry? Lady, we got four major hospitals here. Not to mention the seven private ones. Which one do you need to go to? I'm not sure. Say, you don't look so good. Are you hurt? Why do you ask that? You got blood on your gown and on your hands. Someone attack you? Yes. You did. Me? I'm just a cab driver. You know what you did to me? You know that you left me to die in that alleyway. I remember! I remember! Dark hair, about six feet. That flippin' watch! Uh, lady, I think you need some help. You didn't help. think to change your clothes? You thought I was dead, didn't you? Now look, I'm just a cab driver and... No, no, it's you. I recognize your face! Hey, hey, now, now, lady. Admit it! Admit what you did! Put that knife down. I can never forget that watch! But you, you can have all the money! And... Uh, you! Do! Uh, again! Dick! 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 It was here. I was sitting, having lunch. I remember. I forgot to bring the money. I'm sorry, but it seems that I forgot my purse. 
Oh, um, excuse me. Uh, it looks like you could use a little help. Oh, please, but I couldn't ask. No worries. It will be my pleasure. I promise I can pay you back. I just left my purse in my office. If you can stop by, I can... Don't worry about it. I tell you what. Have dinner with me tonight here. <laughs> All right. I'll meet you back here at 8. But the meal will be on me. That's what happened. I met you for dinner. We came back here to the restaurant and then... Oh, God. And then... You were probably asking yourself, where are the police? A woman who has committed two murders, walking around with blood on her nightgown, would surely attract someone's attention. I have lived in large cities around the country, and the one thing that I have noticed is that no one notices anything. Perhaps you will be able to notice a few things when I return with Act 2. The pendulum of the mind oscillates between sense and nonsense, not between right and wrong, so says Carl Jung. And while right and wrong is part of the human condition, in some people, there is no distinction between the two. Hiya, Lieutenant. Hi, Henry. Come in and sit down. What's going on? I'm about to dump two cases in your lap. Huh. Great. As if I didn't have enough. You know, I wouldn't do it if I had more detectives, but the city's cut our budget yet again, so it's you. Just give me the files. Happened about an hour ago. First victim is Charles Thurgood, stockbroker. He was found stabbed to death in an alleyway. Second Vic is a cab driver, Marty Lewis. So, what's the connection? Both were stabbed with quite possibly the same weapon mere hours apart, according to the medical examiner. They were both found within a mile from the corner of 9th and Main. Lieutenant Mars, let me guess. Not one witness or suspect. Well, isn't that what you specialize in? How did you know? Well, it wasn't robbery. According to the report, the guy still had his wallet, his watch, cash, and car keys on him. Whoever did this really hated this guy. You were the first officer on the scene? Well, yes, sir. Officer Stewart. Cab had been sitting on the corner for a while. I was just coming out of the coffee shop. I walked up to it, saw the victim, and just called it in. And no one saw anything. We canvassed everyone here, but you're right. No one saw anything. Story of my life. Okay, so... How much was taken? Nothing, sir. All the money was still in the till. Let me guess. Multiple stab wounds to the face and neck. Yes. I knew Mac. He was a great guy. Sometimes he would offer to give a lift, even if the person didn't have any money. Sounds like a pretty good person. He was, sir. I just hope that you catch whoever did this. Me too, Officer Stewart. Me too. Lieutenant Mars, I think we have a serial killer on our hands. Now what would make you think that? 
Two corpses. Both stabbed to death. Neither of them robbed and neither of them have a connection to each other. Someone is out there with a very large knife and apparently looking for their next victim. At the very least, a spree killer. Two bodies, same MO, both DOA, and they both quite favor one another. Let's not talk like that. The last thing I need to do is send the city into a panic. What does the brain people say? They're giving me a profile of a white male, 30 to 40, schizophrenic, uh, probably homeless, who's had something very bad happen to him. He may not kill again, but the chances are pretty high. He's tasted blood, and he wants more. Great. Well, isn't that helpful? I just can't believe that no one saw anything. You were so kind. You wanted to drive me home. You wanted to have a drink. What did you do? You dragged me into a filthy, dirty alley and tried... (laughs) Tried... But... I will find you. Do you hear me? I will find- Excuse me, miss? What? Officer! Oh, thank God! Are you okay? I've been attacked! Let me get you to the hospital. Are you bleeding? Me? Oh, no. It isn't my blood. Well, is the person who attacked you hurt? I'm not sure. I ran away. Where did this happen? Down here, in the alleyway. What were you doing down here? I have you now. Tick, 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 tick. Can you say something, ma'am? You won't get away with it! That watch! It gives you away every time! Why can't you just leave me alone? Tick! 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 Detective Henry Jackson. We have another one. No. Damn. Yeah, in an alleyway on Ninth. And this time, it's one of our own. Who? You met him earlier, Officer Stewart. Officer Paul Stewart. And Henry, this time, the killer has carved his face completely off. Detective Henry Jackson slowly puts the phone down. He heads out to the latest murder crime scene, dreading to see the aftermath. I suggest we take a short pause before we get into the aftermath of Act 3 shortly. Jim Morrison once said that the most loving parents and relatives commit murder with smiles on their faces. Our lady in the nightgown seems to have no qualms in dispatching her victims. He never even had the chance to pull his weapon. The only blood that wasn't his was on his wrist and his watch. 
I'm hoping that we get a fingerprint analysis. He's only been on the force for about two years. I'm the one that has to go and tell his family that he... I'll do it, Lieutenant. Right now, let's concentrate on who might have done this. What are you looking at? Maybe nothing. See that woman over there? Who? The homeless one? Maybe she saw something. They talked to everyone out here. I just want to ask her. You never know. Yes, I see you walking across the street. Tick, tick, tick. You were dressed in that dapper business suit that night as well. I'm so glad that you met with me tonight. You are a very wonderful lady. Oh, I'm no one special. Well, I beg to differ. (laughs) Well, now, if you are finished... My, that is a very handsome watch. I got it as a gift this evening at the promotion party. Promotion? Yes, I was promoted to lead investigator. Quite an honor. (laughs) Now, why don't I walk you to your car? Uh, Well, why, thank you, kind sir. You are... A gentleman. Oh, my car is over here. Will you look at that? What? It's the darnest thing. You should really see this. What do you see? This. Oh, God. A knife? Please don't hurt me. Don't be silly, darling. I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to kill you. <laughs> That's what you said. You were going to kill me. That watch. I heard your watch. Tick, 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 tick. But you didn't. You didn't hurt me. I survived because that is what I do. Excuse me, miss? Oh, yes. I see you walking up to me. Do you have a knife? I have a knife. (laughs) Did you happen to see... Hey! And now I have you! Hold it. Don't make me shoot. You! You did this to me! Stay right there. And now... I will kill you! You are going to be okay. I'm giving you something to calm you. No! I have to find him! Do you know what day it is? Of course! It's Thursday! Can you tell me your name? I'm Abby. Abigail Jones! Are you sure? Of course I'm sure! I should know who I am! Any idea who she is? Waiting for the doctor. Don't worry, it was a righteous shoot. She came at me, screaming that she was going to kill me. I know, I was there. Detective? Yes, doctor. Well? She's going to be okay. You shot her in the shoulder. It was in and out. We have her sedated. But who is she? 
That is Dr. Mary Williams. She's a psychiatrist who works on the fourth floor. The fourth floor? But isn't that... Yes, the maximum security ward. She left work two days ago and no one has heard from her since. Until now. So what happened? She spent the last decade or so listening to traumatized victims and their horror stories, doing what she could to try and help. She was working with the special victims unit on a variety of issues, mostly dealing with young girls and women who had tragic events in their life. Imagine the horror stories that she's heard. To tell you the truth, I'm not surprised that this has happened, knowing what she must have been hearing all of these years and having to deal with it herself. I wonder which one sent her over the edge. The longest patient that she had had was Abigail Jones. She's been seeing her every Tuesday for the past 10 years. Who is Abigail Jones? She was the case that you guys worked a decade ago. She was rescued from an uncle who had kept her in the basement off of 9th Street in Maine for almost a decade. She broke free, killed him, and has been here ever since. I remember that case. When we found him, she'd sliced his face until it was unrecognizable. All we had was a corpse with a bright, shiny gold watch. God only knows what he did to her in that place. And Dr. Richards has been treating her every Tuesday since it happened. She would never talk to any male psychologist. She took up with Mary, and they finally began a dialogue about a year into her treatment. Before that, all she would say was, That watch, I see it, I know it, I will find you, you won't hurt me again. Okay. Even through the medication. Tick, 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 tick. Take a rest here for a little while. Tick, tick, tick. And then I must get back to work. Tick, tick, tick. I will find you. Find you, and I will kill you. This time! Who knows what can drive a person past the point of insanity? And who does one talk to when all they do is listen to the problems and insanity of others? For Dr. Mary Williams, only she could know the answer to that question. Tick, 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 tick. I'll be back with a final word. Listening seems to be a dying art. There are those who seem to be born listeners. But I have often wondered, who do they talk to if they are only listening? Our cast included Crimson McKenzie, Raven Adams, Dave Arkhipov, William Stafford, Robert Jackson, Winslow Swan, Patience Adams, and Mark Wheeler. The entire production was under the direction of Winslow Swan.
And now, a preview of our next tale. It's just another ghost, Fred. What can you possibly be afraid of? It's not the ghost. It's who it is. Fred, how bad could it be? Oh, you two have been so nice to me, and I don't want to cause any trouble. What kind of trouble? I just know that she is going to find me. Who? My wife. Doorway to Nightmare is sponsored in part by Swanage Press. This is your host, inviting you to return with us through the Doorway to Nightmare for another adventure into the world of your terrifying imagination. Until next time, slumber peacefully. Epilogue. The butler did it. <laughs>